0: Hey guys, welcome to Rankin' Vile, the podcast ranking every horror movie ever made. And this is Ryan. And this is Quincy. How's it going, Quincy? How's it going?
1: it It's going pretty good. Um, I don't want to uh, spread a lot of news until it's super official, mm-hmm. but I have been working with some other people in my town to start a free blockbuster. What?
0: Holy shit. It's a shit.
1: little free library, but for movies instead of
0: Books. A little free Blockbuster. That's, yeah. So wait, are you using the Blockbuster branding?
1: Um, so this is the thing that if you go to freeblockbuster.org, they have been talking about this. They're in talks of getting um, the logo licensed because <laughs> they took the logo without, you know
0: asking (laughs) i mean because who's gonna sue you like you're you're basically rifling through a corpse's pockets and redistributing the wealth at this point apparently
1: though there still is a uh company that holds the the rights because Um, there's been a there's been this faux resurgence it's really weird because you know i talked to a lot of the elder statesmen of uh video nostalgia Uh, the, the, the
0: video steves
1: yeah, the video Steve's of this world, uh, the, the Kwan Waldrips, mm-hmm. and, you know, Kwan and others have reminded me that Blockbuster was actually very terrible.
0: They were a marauding force that fucked over so many mom-and-pops.
1: Yeah, they fucked over mom-and-pop video stores. They also, something that um, Kwan pointed out, uh, Kwan Waldrip, friend of the show, pointed out to me, is that they shaped Taste not only in consumers but in producers because Ah. film studios wanted to get their movies, you know, on the DVD rack Mm -hmm. or the VHS rack back in the day. So there's this whole generation of movies that are kind of created to maximize. The home video rental market.
0: That, that makes sense to me because like when I think of um, the fact that so many of the movies that I've seen I, I saw entirely because they happen to be at my local video store because like so many of these companies want to you know especially if there's a movie that they kind of took a bath on they want to at least be able to recoup their losses on video.
1: Yeah so so what's crazy though is the movies that are the bread and butter of this podcast Mm -hmm. the direct to video full moon features that kind of stuff oh yeah those weren't really in blockbusters because blockbuster was a company with like a very strict moral code (laughs) and they also would not stock anything that was above an r so um only when movies started using the unrated instead of x or nc-17 Mm did they really get around that policy and then it was only really miramax and other companies that were working directly with blockbuster to like guarantee an entire end cap and things like that
0: yeah which to me i love the idea of repurposing this fucking uh video colonialist company into something more sort of you know uh, for the for the good a of free movie <laughs> yeah yeah for the greater for the greater good i mean honestly though that's kind of my thing with like a uh, you know non-blockbuster stores back in the day is that i you know for example um i got a copy of uh sort have you seen sorted lives
1: no what is sorted lives you it got... sounds like a very 90s movie it
0: does doesn't it, it came out in 2000 actually just missed the cut uh, sorted lives was really formative for me as a queer person it, it takes place in texas and it's adapted from a stage play, and they, uh, made, they filmed a, a video version of Sorted Lives um, with a bunch of, like, actually notable actors. And it's sort of, it's about how the matriarch of this Texas family dies, and everybody's got to come back for the funeral, and the son is gay, and it's funny and heartbreaking and, like, just gently transgressive and funny and, like... Did I, did, did I mention funny? Um, but, you know, I got a copy of it because it just happened to be on the racket Captain Video and Tanning in Cottontown, Tennessee. Um, I love
1: that. I'm not sure if other areas besides Tennessee had video video and tanning, (laughs) probably, but the amount of video and tannings that I've seen in my home state is astonishing.
0: Oh, for sure. It feels very Florida to me in a way that's, yeah, kind of, it's somehow specific to Tennessee. I've never really seen it anywhere else. So if you, um, listeners, if you live in uh, the American Southeast and like in a non-Tennessee state and you've also seen combination tanning salons and video centers, I mean, That's also the thing about Tennessee is it's always like, you know, nail care salon, tire center, and slaughterhouse. Like, (laughs) we're just cramming as many fucking things into the same strip mall as possible, and I I think that's beautiful. Um, Speaking of cramming things into a small space, let's talk about the movie we're doing this week, Hachimachi. We are doing uh batman colon uh the long halloween and this is the animated version part of, one part one of uh, two so uh possibly stay tuned for it we'll see we'll see where the night takes us um this movie was released like what like last year this year
1: days ago days ago we got a retail copy of the code you used is the Retail download code. I have the retail Blu-ray.
0: <laughs> we are on the bleeding edge of. They digi- sent it
1: to us on release day. Uh, by the way, um, shout out to Warner Brothers who actually have been very kind to send us. Yeah, yeah, we brand we, new movies we, to talk about.
0: We really appreciate it. Yeah, so we're on the you know just we, we just uh, this just dropped a video. Um, I think it's on uh, streaming services. Uh, I I don't know which ones. Um, it's you can get it from Warner Brothers on DVD or nowhere. Um, now this movie is, uh, so it, it follows the saga from the comic of like, there's a villain named holiday who causes all manner of ruckus in Gotham city. Um, Quincy, have you read the comic? This was adapted from? No,
1: I have not, but I'm familiar with the villain calendar man from <laughs> this. And also, um, the long Halloween is like lauded as like one of the best batman stories Mm -hmm. but it was a literal year-long story arc in the comics so it's like 12 plus issues and is it was back when batman was publishing once a month so imagine reading this on the newsstands you you spend a whole year going through this story
0: I can't imagine that. I honestly, that, that's my question is I wonder if uh, in, you know, the year of our Lord 2021, we look at a thing that is that long and maybe we sort of lose the plot a bit or it's uninteresting to us because of how long it's running. Um, well, I want
1: to challenge that because mm-hmm. um, I think the key is to talk about what Batman actually is. What is
0: what makes a good Batman movie? Uh, that's actually, that's a great question, because for me, like, the gold standard of Batman movie is Batman Mask of the Phantasm, um, which I saw in the theater when I was a kid, um, and it was, like, the only Batman animated series, like, proper movie they ever they ever did in theaters. I think they did, uh, Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero, but that was, you know, straight to video. Um, I think that the thing that makes a, an animated Batman movie good Oh, is... I'm not talking about just animated, sorry to cut you off, I mean all batman movies like what makes Ooh. a good batman movie man that's a great question do you know what the high the high water mark for me is a batman movie that you will not see coming it is batman versus the ninja turtles have you seen the movie batman versus ninja turtles um no
1: i'm aware that that is a storyline. Uh, that was actually from the comics, and they adapted
0: it. Listen... Of course. <laughs> yeah, I was fully... Now, I watched it because Sarah was like, this movie is apparently great and we should watch it, and I was like, well, I mean, I grew up on both of those things, and I'm always down to, like, mash my action figures together, so whatever, fuck it, let's watch Batman Vs. Ninja Turtles. It fucking rules. It is so good. Like, it perfectly understands what is interesting about all of these characters. A good Batman thing for me does not give a shit about Batman. Um, I think Batman is the very boring vanilla ice cream over the top of which you can put really fun ingredients. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, Batman himself is uninteresting. Yeah. the thing that makes Batman cool is Arkham Asylum.
0: Yeah, it's the ro- it's, the, it's the, the 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 Rogues Gallery. It's Robin. It's Alfred. It's like Selina Kyle. It, it makes me think of. Um, did you ever play any of play any of those uh, Batman Arkham Asylum video games? No, um, I, I haven't. Tell me about them. Well, now Batman Arkham Asylum was just fucking phenomenal, and also has one of the best horror sequences I've ever seen in a video game, where you're in the sewer and Killer Croc is trying to kill you. Um, and then Arkham City was like more ambitious and it takes place in this like sprawling slum that's been repurposed into a kind of shanty town for criminals. This is gonna work. Great job city planners. Um, but the, my, one of my beefs with that game, aside from the fact that it was like juggling too many chainsaws that it didn't necessarily catch, is that they keep introducing, characters that are more interesting than batman that promptly fuck off into the night so that we can continue (laughs) focusing on bruce wayne like dick grayson as nightwing shows up and i'm like now we're fucking talking and it's like yeah i'm gonna run and then you're back with bruce um bruce wayne and batman are not interesting as people
1: no they're really uh just there to react Mm -hmm. to Cool shit.
0: Yeah, like when I think of really, really, I think my favorite Batman moment in any piece of Batman media is probably in Batman Returns when uh, Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, as played by Michelle Pfeiffer, are at that masquerade. The, you know, you know those Christmas masquerade balls you have. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> Christmas masquerade. <laughs> Classic. Uh, and you know, it's both of them dance. They're the only ones without their masks on, and they're both dancing and realize while dancing with each other that both of them are Batman and Catwoman. And it's I think that's one of those moments where it's like oh yes Batman is interesting in relation to other people, um, and this movie I feel like now okay so uh, Long Halloween we start out I would say that I would how would you describe the animation style?
1: It is trying to nod at the Paul Dini Bruce Tim 90s Batman the animated series mm-hmm. style yeah. But they're trying to say we're gritty. Like it's trying. (laughs) It's it's a try hard kind of movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is. It's trying to say we're not your dad's Batman. (laughs) Because think about this, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Batman the animated series is literally. My kids' dad's
0: Batman. Oh man, this is their dad's <laughs> Batman. And for us, it yeah. was like, this ain't your dad's Batman. Because what? For us, our dad's Batman would have been like Adam West. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so every generation has the this isn't your dad's <laughs> Batman. So this is trying to be the new the the new pendulum swing away from Batman the animated series. So it has mm-hmm. a lot of the same character designs. But, like, veins? So, so the Joker is in this, and he is a bulging
0: <laughs> motherfucker. He is a cardiovascular clown. He is a bulging, hulking clown. Now, that's that's kind of my thing, is, like, the animation in this, it's like, uh, it kind of looks like Ninja Scroll animation a little bit, where it's like...
1: Yeah, just a little bit unsettling, a little bit of that's not how...
0: Uh, Biology works. (laughs) That's not human (laughs) anatomy. No, take that beehive (laughs) out of there, sir. Yeah, yeah. Like, you'll get, you know, like Joker, for example, kind of looks like the rock monster from Ninja Scroll to me, where it's like frozen rictus grin and big bulging eyes, but otherwise unmoving face, but the jaw moves. Like, a lot of this, it's like it's trying to do anime style. Everything is stationary except the mouth that's moving or whatever. Um, it looks like the Freak on a Leash video by Korn, is what it is. <laughs> like, it's just. Uh, I, it, it by turns either looks like a million bucks or like it's clip art from Microsoft Word 1995.
1: The movie jumps back and forth between these two things because there is a ninja fight scene mm-hmm. that is superb. It is yes. the best part of the film, it is beautifully animated. But then you have these moments where Bruce Wayne is talking to, you know, Falcone, and it's just awful. It's just it, yeah. like trash.
0: You're absolutely right. That f- I feel like they fucking shot their wad on that incredible fight scene. And then we're like, ah, oh, we got to animate other stuff, shit. They got I hand
1: cramps? <laughs> we are like, listen, <laughs> we can't keep going at this pace. You know,
0: and God bless them. They're, they're doing the Lord's work. We Now, so we started out in the movie with, uh, you know, Bruce's family and Carmine Falcone sort of establishing the link that Thomas Wayne, uh, his father, who dies in every adaptation we ever have to watch about Batman, um, and, you know, he's talking about how, like, him and Carmine Falcone built a children's hospital because... Like, Carmine Falcone's whole character thing is just, uh, Nuck Tats, my family. Um, wait, no, that's not 10, 10 letters. He's, like, it's it's constantly about f- uh, family for this guy. And we get a line from Bruce Wayne where he says, I believe in Gotham City. Which, motherfucker, no, you do not believe in Gotham City. <laughs> the place You is...
1: literally don't believe in any of the... <laughs> Public institutions of Gotham City because you punch people. Now, yeah. one of my friends pointed out recently that uh, it's it's dangerous to use human to use human real world logic in Batman. Oh, for sure, because in. Uh, all our
0: lives, we don't have a man made out of clay trying to murder us. <laughs> Unfortunately, which, by the way, I think that was kind of one of Babby's first body horror for me was the Clayface episode of Batman the Animated Series when oh, I was it's a kid. So
1: good, it's 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 a perfect thirty minutes of television.
0: It really is. We actually um, Christina got the uh, full Batman the Animated Series on Blu-ray, and we've been like working our way through them, and it is just like. I don't want to do the th- and because you know and I know that just because a thing was something we liked during our childhood doesn't mean shit. Um, oh, uh, speaking from someone who bought the Sonic the Animated Series <laughs> DVD, I
1: guarantee you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I tried. That's wa- true. I tried watching an episode of Street Sharks recently and just quietly <laughs> was, was I was mortified and turned it off after five minutes. Um, but like it genuinely does just hold up so fucking great and. Yeah, like applying real-world logic doesn't quite work. Now, in place of Kevin Conroy, you know who surprised the shit out of me, actually, as a voice actor? Uh, Jensen Ackles, who played Dean Winchester for 90 goddamn years on the show Supernatural, is standing in as Batman. And I gotta tell you, he he brings the noise.
1: He does. It's it's interesting because he's sort of doing a Kevin Conroy, Mm -hmm. but only in a vague, imperceptible way. Um, He's not doing anything uh, groundbreaking, but that's Mm -hmm. probably for the best, because the last time we had someone really try to innovate... Uh, Batman, it was uh, Christian Bale, and we all <laughs> make fun of that mercilessly. So, yeah, as we should yeah, Jensen Ackles threaded the needle.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And he, now, I mean, he's doing his best Kevin Conroy, and Lord have mercy, the guy voicing Joker does, like, I want to say like a great value Mark Hamill. Yeah, it is the bagged cereal of <sighs> Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah, it Malto multi-meal Joker cereal. Um, but like Jensen Ackles, you know, he also, he's got a bit of a pedigree with animated DC movies because he was in that their Red Hood movie, uh, under the Red Hood as Jason Todd, um, where he, in, in that role, he was basically, I think this was while he was still doing Supernatural. So he basically does Dean Winchester. Where he's like, damn it, Batman, I need to save Sammy from Satan. And it's just like, all right, great. Thanks, Jensen. Uh, and in this role, he is, I, I, I actually had to Google it because I was like, wait a minute. Is that Jensen? J- that's Jensen Ackles and like yeah he's he's doing the Kevin Conroy um, yeah, Josh Dumas also in this movie <laughs> so is Titus Welliver who I know in first of all his name is goddamned Titus Welliver and I googled it and that's his real name uh, who plays Bosch on Amazon I tried watching an episode of it and fell asleep uh, and he plays Carmine Falconian like honestly I will say every voice actor in this does it for me except and I'm, it's going to get kind of weird here Um, Naya Rivera, uh, rest in peace, who played Santana on Glee, uh, plays Catwoman in this movie. And of course, she died in 2020, tragically. Um, There is a weird disconnect for me, age voice-wise, between Naya Rivera and Jensen Ackles as romantic leads. I think the
1: problem is not even that. I think it's the script. I think that Selena Mm. Kyle has the worst lines in the entire script and she's not developed and Nia is just like desperately trying to pull something uh usable out of a bad script yeah
0: like she's trying to do the sultry like selena kyle thing and it's just kind of coming off as like sexy baby which is weird contrasted with jensen ackles because like it just made me think of like tom atkins and halloween three with the age of disparity where i'm like get out of here with this i don't want to hear that um, but you know she she does a, she does a good job as Catwoman, and you're totally right. Uh, this movie slash comic has I, I I'm, I'm gonna say a thing and see if it's true. Problems with women?
1: Yes, absolute problems with women. Uh, basically, uh, <laughs> the creators of this comic were like,
0: "Ooh, get away, girls! We're doing important <laughs> man stuff in this tree <laughs> Like Jim Gordon and Harvey Dent and Batman are all like, they all have these like partners who are like, hey, can you fucking pay attention to me for two seconds? I'm like, oh, my parents are dead. And just like jumping off of buildings. Um,
1: And it's just, yeah, Harvey Dent is (laughs) Harvey Dent's girlfriend who has. Who has a name. I, I promise she has a name in the script, but I cannot. Even the script tell remembers
0: you. it sometimes. It's it's Gilda, uh, which I actually actually had to Google because No way. Yeah, Gilda. <laughs> Gilda Dent. Honestly, you
1: could say it it's Brit, and I'd be like, sure. Yeah, Brit Brit <laughs> Dent.
0: Absolutely, Florence Dent. Like it's this movie, nobody has ever given a shit less about anything than this movie gives a shit about uh Harvey Dent's wife. Um and the way that she's animated, disrespectful, I wanna say. <laughs> The worst haircut. The worst character design. <laughs> she looks like a popsicle puppet. Like she, it, the way that she's animated, you can tell that the animators themselves were given a note that was like, "Knock off early for the day. <laughs> Draw two <laughs> eyes and a mouth and just fucking call it." She's um, just
1: like Harvey. Can you maybe not um, go uh, talk to Batman and and spend any time with me? I'm kind of scared. <laughs> uh, yep. Harvey, our house just got bombed. Can you please just stay the fuck at
0: home? Yeah, and he's like, no, I need to bring down Falcone. And it's like, it's honestly, I can't believe that Carmine Falcone is making them look like bad family men. Where, I mean, he's... Now, Carmine Falcone, uh, I, I do love the fact that this movie's primary antagonist, aside from Holiday, which, by the way, what a garbage name for a villain
1: Holiday. Because he commits crimes on holidays. And also, throughout this entire movie, they're surprised every time someone's murdered when literally (laughs) a Walmart decoration is set next to the corpse (laughs) of who's been murdered.
0: (laughs) Eventually, Holiday is just like really scraping the bottom of the barrel, like, Happy Arbor Day, motherfucker. And it's just him with a gun popping Um, out.
1: Happy administrative professional (laughs) day.
0: Wait, did you know that I celebrate Casimir Pulaski Day and he's just got like a knife? Now, the thing is, uh, he Calendar Man for me exists entirely as a Batman the original series joke where Batman gets to yell, Calendar Man, your days are numbered. Um, (laughs) And then nowhere else. Here's the thing I also realized. Calendar Man and Joker are interesting in this movie for the reason. I'm going to say a thing and see if it's true. I think we love the Joker in contrast to everybody else on Batman because he's the only one who doesn't sound like a congested Tom Waits.
1: Yeah, he's interesting. He does something.
0: Yeah, he's got and like
1: Also, in this movie, the only character with a color palette that's not gray. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this I, that's my thing is like I don't like please give me colors in my comic book. Like I get that it's like art deco grimness, but look, Even Batman the Animated Series, which was animated on goddamned black paper and was going for the like dark art deco, you know, vibe actually looked like something like I felt like I don't know how and I don't know why Batman the Long Halloween needed a lighting guy for this animation who they could not afford.
1: I think Batman and Robin is to blame. I think that oh, yeah. got neon Batman and it was so embarrassing to Warner Brothers that they're like, never again. <laughs> you must <laughs> make it, it as dark as possible. <laughs> a
0: beautiful, benippled neon future and they couldn't fucking handle it and they had to crawl back to the Stone Age. Um, now, I will always pop for a Batman Catwoman rooftop chase. Um, but this chase, can you explain the point of this chase to me? There really
1: is no point to it, as far as I'm aware, except for sort of what's supposed to be sexy tete-a-tete, but is just <laughs> anesthetized
0: dialogue. It's mostly just cardio with dialogue. Like, there's nothing going on. Um, now, Carmine Fal- Falcone's family gets attacked by uh, uh, the other mobster, Maroney, I feel that if your last name is Maroney and you're a mobster, you need to have the gumption and the decency to go by Boney Maroney. <laughs> like, it's just it's just bog-fucking-standard. Like, there's certain things you gotta entertain. And, like, half of the cast in this is just pasta fujuling their way through life. It's like uh, the junior varsity team from Godfather. And, like, even Carmine Falcone is, like, kids' Bop Don Corleone.
1: Yeah, it's also wild to me that this is a movie about Carmine Falcone, like perhaps the most boring of the Batman rogues gallery. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And and they try to play it up like, oh, what's Bruce gonna do? He he has ties to Carmine because because of their dads. You know, he mm-hmm. certainly he can't follow through. It's like no, he's gonna fucking do the same thing he does in every Batman thing because yeah. he's. Got a very strict moral code.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, so much of this movie is just, like, between Carmine Falcone and Batman locking horns, it's, like, two sleepy capybaras trying to have a a staring contest, while around them, ferrets are doing cartwheels. And we're supposed to care about the capybaras, and I normally care about capybaras, but, like, this movie can't totally decide what it wants the conflict of the movie to be.
1: This movie has Solomon goddamn, yes! born
0: on a Monday, Grundy in it. My my my, my beautiful son. Uh, I can't, which, Quincy, you know how we're the same age and lived through the mid-2000s with Cartoon Network? Yes. <laughs> when you see Solomon Grundy, do you also think of that commercial where you get the one villain going, all I want is some pants, a decent pair of pants, and then Solomon Grundy going, Solomon Grundy want pants too.
1: Yes, that has been uh, burned <laughs> indelibly into my frontal lobe. Yeah, we we can't escape it. Uh, Solomon so Grundy, Solomon yeah.
0: Grundy is a, like, zombie. That's his yeah. deal. He's an IRL zombie. Uh, and he is living in the sewer. And Batman goes down there because he's looking for information. And Solomon Grundy, he actually kind of strikes a deal with Solomon Grundy. Because Solomon Grundy has a mob informant, or like a mob goon who they want to make sing. And yeah
1: yeah so Batman chases the guy and he's he says very creepily I know what's down here what's living down here mm-hmm. and the guy's like fuck off and then Yeah, I suck he on gets a lemon grabbed by Solomon Grundy. <laughs> Listen, it, we got he's is is Solomon
0: Grundy a chud?
1: I think Solomon Grundy is a chud <laughs> in the dark in the long Halloween universe. But what's wild is Batman is like Solomon. Solomon, let him go, and I won't kick you out of the sewer. And mm-hmm. he goes born
0: on a Monday. And walks away. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a dying. And he yeah. Although honestly, Solomon Grundy, the thing that Batman says to him that I love is like. I will take him and I will leave... You will be left alone in the sewer. No one will bother you. You'll get to be totally alone in the sewer. And honestly, being a hulking corpse who just wants to be left alone in your sewer is the whole of the mood for me.
1: <laughs> like, But it drives me nuts that we have a ninja fight. We have Solomon Grundy. We have Catwoman. Mm-hmm. And this movie is still only... Eighty-five minutes and boring. It's eighty-five
0: minutes, and it felt like two goddamn hours. And I think my one of my problems with it is the lack of like dynamic animation. But it's also I think this could have been lavishly animated. But the storyline itself uh, is uh, duller than dishwater. There's there there are lines in here that I that I think they keep trying to make work where, you know, you've got it's oh, so much of it is like intro to Batman. Where you've got goons delivering these, you know, it's like a first year philosophy student being like, maybe the color blue I see isn't the same color blue you see. Where you've got like, um, there's some mafia schmuck who Batman is like working over. And the guy points out that like, you know, we didn't used to have so many cartoon villains and mothmen and dancing clowns and shit in in, uh, uh, Gotham City until Batman showed up. Maybe it's your fault. And it's like, yes i too have had this conversation eight times like it doesn't this movie is just chewing its cud with like halfway thought out philosophical questions about batman
1: and i think my favorite theme of the movie is bad dads because <laughs> the movie really does focus on shit heel parents and what mm-hmm. i like is that gordon is not uh not innocent of this no <laughs> he no. is literally prepping babs uh gordon for uh trick-or-treating and goes oh here's the bat signal sorry kiddo i gotta go here's
0: the bad and dad signal rips
1: so so he has there's this really great moment where commissioner gordon is like you know what's gonna make your batman you, what your police costume look really good barbara gordon who later will become batwoman is my police badge and he pulls his badge off and and it's the badge with the chain and hangs it on her neck (laughs) and then he's like oh gotta go and he rips it off of
0: her man it's incredible he's just like fuck you kid and just like yeah he pulls a michael jordan fuck them kids dot png and just rips the goddamn badge off and runs out (laughs) On his daughter, who was excited about trick or treating. It's, yeah, you're totally right. Like, bad dads. I mean, Carmine Falcone has a kid named Alberto who uh, is sort of like the sickly kid from Long Day's I Journey into Night. <laughs> Man, Alberto has done nothing wrong. He's a nebbish little fella who went off to college and loves doing crossword puzzles, and uh, Carmine is just a huge shit heel to his son. Although, there Here's is. a
1: moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please. There's a moment where Carmine is giving a speech about, like,
1: <laughs> I, this guy is a, is the son I've never had. And, you know, I've really looked down on him and all that. Alberto goes to step
0: into the spotlight and then he says, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I really regret never treating this person like a son. And Alberto's like, hey, everything's coming up, Alberto. And then just gets the fucking rug. <laughs> Right out from under him. Uh, And then, like, two seconds later, Alberto (laughs) is, spoiler alert, murder. Yeah, he gets the shit killed out of him. He's really the Buster Bluth of crime, I feel. (laughs) Like, he's he's fucking doing his best. Speaking of Buster Bluth of crime, there's another thing in this movie that I can't stop thinking about. Um, There is... So, the gun used in this movie by Holiday has a very special kind of silencer on it. It has a baby bottle nipple... Stretched over the barrel of the gun, which works as a silencer. Quincy, rubber baby bottle bumpers, <laughs> rubber baby, rubber baby barrel stoppers. Quincy, <laughs> I don't know things about things. That's nothing, right? I, I think. That's nothing. What, let me check my notes. Um, I, I don't think that's a thing. I googled it and everybody was just like, hey, so uh, I just read Batman The Long Halloween. <laughs> this is nothing, right? And uh, here's
1: the thing that you don't really think about.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: uh, In animated form, a baby bottle nipple looks like a condom. Oh,
0: it looks like a condom, especially because it's stretched over a phallus. (laughs) It just, yeah, you really got to practice. Yeah, I mean, he's using this rubber nipple, which by the way. Is that
1: more of this like bad dad father mm -hmm. imagery in this movie? Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you contrast the uh, condom slash nipple stretched over a gun, which is a dick. You contrast that with Harvey Dent's... Plotline that the movie thought about for two seconds, made the dismissive J.O. motion at, and promptly forgot about. Where um, Harvey's wife, flips page, flips page, Gilda, um, he keeps saying, Hey, we can have a baby. And she's like, But you know, I can't have a baby, which means that she can't conceive. And he's like, Ah, but we can adopt. There's, okay, Quincy, the ultimate, it's not even bad dad. It's like, You're a bad dad, and you're somehow not even a dad yet. There's one scene where they're all at this big public event, and she's like, uh, she's like the wife and devil's advocate, where she's just like, "Look, you're off all the time doing fucking Christ knows what. I am going crazy by myself, and I'm lonely as shit. Please, will you talk to me?" And he says to her, he says, "You should have a baby because then you won't be lonely. <laughs> uh, you don't have to be alone. You can have a baby." Is a truly picante thing to say to the wife you're it is ignoring. It's a
1: supervillain thing. And it's also great because Harvey Dent is Two Face, uh-huh. the supervillain. So it's a very, like, <laughs> supervillainish thing to say.
0: Buddy, you, you listen, you have a baby, you can roll them around like a soccer ball, you can bounce things off of them, you can, like, auto tune their baby sounds and make a neat little song. You, you'll but never also, be lonely.
1: Bruce Wayne collects orphans like Pokemon cards.
0: (laughs) He really does, yeah. And then puts them in in mortal peril and occasionally they die. Um, Now, which is also incredible with the the Harvey Dent thing, because uh, his character, the movie cannot stop looking at the audience and going, he's going to be Two-Face, you know, where it's like... Uh, They're trying to decide whether or not to torch a huge pile of money, which, by the way, there's a scene in here where they uncover Carmine Falcone's uh, money laundering warehouse, uh, which is just a warehouse that's like a money scape. That's just like a It's it's literally the uh, money bin from DuckTales. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a Windows 95 maze screensaver made up of crisp hondos.
1: It's, it's, uh, washboards with the (laughs) scrubbing pads and they're just washing money and wringing it out
0: in ringer. Just literal money laundering. And, you know, there's, (laughs) there's, there's a bit where, you know, you get Harvey, you know, Catwoman is like, so Catwoman is there and she's like, you know what, we should just fucking torch it to fuck with Carmine Falcone. Fuck him. And, you know, Harvey Dent has the match and he's about to do it. And then he's like. I'm of two minds about it, and then turns to the camera, and the "Curb Your Enthusiasm" theme plays softly, where it's just like constantly, uh, you know, Gilda saying to him, like, "Oh man, you have a love-hate relationship with everything." And you know what? Keep it. I don't need that shit. Like, do <laughs> do one joke about how he's gonna be Two Face. And you drop that fucking bone. Like, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> um, and he will be Two-Face in part two. Like, that's, they set that up. Oh, shit, yeah. Excellent. Which, the other thing, and I'm going to say a thing. Uh, no more Batman properties can ever, ever, ever do the gag where they're talking on a rooftop and Batman silently fucks off into the night And somebody has to hang that lampshade and go, I hate it when he does that. That's not the cliche anymore. The cliche is you saying, I hate when he does that. That's the cliche now.
1: this film has Batman himself saying, I hate it when he
0: does that. (laughs) When Alfred pulls the same thing. Like, lampshading the thing and just saying, I hate when he does that. No one's doing, like, sensible chuckle at that. It's just like, oh, they did the thing. Great. Thanks, guys. Um... But yeah, now the other thing this movie loves doing is bringing up Occam's razor to prove to you that they went to college.
1: And explaining Occam's razor because they know a large percentage of the audience has yet to go to college.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one's gone to college. And I'll tell you how I know, because the movie tell uh, because Harvey Dent tells someone that his wife Gilda paid her way through law school by being a babysitter. <laughs> like, they don't know what college is or how it works, and God bless them for it. Um, we also get a scene with. Now, all right, Quincy, I'm going to ask you a question because I couldn't quite figure it out. We get a scene where Selena and Bruce, as Selena and Bruce, are on like a yacht at a charity event thrown by the mob, and they have the breakup conversation because as Bruce and Selena, they've been technically dating. Do they know that the other one is Catwoman and Batman?
1: Yes. Now, I have been agonizing since this movie was announced mm-hmm. over doing Batman-Catwoman cunnilingus jokes. <laughs> it is topical. It's- and I think we're just going to get... You know, I've been playing a lot of Tony Hawk 1 and 2, mm-hmm. the, the remaster. And we're just gonna oh, do great. one of those lip hangs where we just like <laughs> touch the edge of the hat pipe, and
0: then we just move away. Absolutely, we're doing we're doing a pop shove it right the fuck over <laughs> Batman, Batman eating out Catwoman jokes, um, which that entire thing. But yes, is...
1: they kn- yes, usually in comics they know and they realize that it's kind of like. Um, have you ever seen seen or heard about Miraculous? No, what is this? It is a children's uh, superhero show where uh, the super. It's it's a magical girl show. This girl's it you know teenager, and she turns into uh, Ladybug, and she's a Ladybug Ooh, superhero. That's something. And uh, the tuxedo mask style uh, cat noir is mm-hmm. another boy at her school that turns into a cat, and oh, rules. And in the regular uh, high school timeline, the girl Marionette is Marionette is in love with the boy that is Cat Noir, but he didn't give a shit. Oh, gotcha. And, but Ladybug cannot give two flying fucks about <laughs> um, Cat Noir, so yeah. it's got a. It's got a shit ton of fan fiction and fan comics out Oh, natch. Yeah, yeah, of course it does. I mean, honestly, like... But it's also for babies. My my literal children enjoy it.
0: Yeah, you don't want your kids looking up, like, explicit, you know, fic. I mean, the thing is, uh, Batman and Catwoman was, like, my first ever ship as a human being. Like, it's... I will always pop for the the, the Batman, like, the, the dating Catwoman trope. I think one of my favorite examples of this is in Veronica Mars, the subversion of the fact that Logan Eccles Is the Catwoman of those first two seasons Um And yeah like the the, the dating thing doesn't work Because they're both like alright well we tried to do We tried dating on the up and up as Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle but we can't Do it and then they sort of Fuck off and don't really Talk about it again Well then there's a murder and they're like I guess we <laughs> We forgot that this
1: is a murder mystery And we gotta figure out who's killing <laughs> poor, poor little dude Um Alberto not only gets shot he gets eaten up by the the motor of the yacht that he's on.
0: <sighs> so yeah, so Alberto who now okay, all right. So I'm going to I'm going to retrace my steps for a moment here. We get a bit with uh, Joker who straps on his Snoopy airplane goggles and decides to Gas Gotham City from an old-timey World War II-era flying ace plane? While screaming, I don't know how to fly. (laughs) While screaming that and then yelling, Crappy New Year! As he's flying over the thing like, (laughs) Got him. Wow. Crappy New Year. Great great work. Uh, And so Batman gets on the thing with him and they're yelling at each other. And then Joker says, like, you know, both of us love a good puzzle. And this is the thing that makes Bruce Wayne go, Oh, fuck. What if it's Alberto? He likes puzzles, Uh, and this is the fucking this is the lightning bolt bolt moment for Batman. Going, I bet it's Alberto Falcone, and so he. But don't you love that
1: Alberto's defining character trait is does crossword puzzles in every scene?
0: (laughs) You know what it is—they didn't have that Riddler money, and so they had to settle for a guy whose thing is doing like crossword puzzles. Uh, and you know, like the it, it, he's a red herring because we get a scene with him and Selena Kyle where he's talking to her about how much he hates his family, and then he goes in for a smooch, and Selena Kyle is like, "Whoa, whoa, no, 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 you're misreading the situation," and he's like, "Oh Jesus, sorry." And then at that exact moment, Batman, like the toasty guy from Mortal Kombat, fucking flies in and goes like, "Oh, you're the killer," um, and but not before he says, "Get
1: away from my girlfriend," <laughs> <laughs> and Alberta goes. But Bruce Wayne is dating Selena Kyle, and he's like, "Oh, you're Bruce Wayne," (laughs) and Batman's like, "Yeah, you got me. Uh, Yeah, you know, uh, you got me there.
0: I'm gonna tell my dad. and gets (laughs) murdered." I honestly, I love this moment from Bruce Wayne going, get away from my girlfriend. Wait, your girlfriend, are you Bruce Wayne? Shit. Because it's like, it's, it's like that moment in the first Superman movie with Christopher Reeve, where Clark Kent is at the, uh, you know, the Daily Planet and you get the editor yelling, like, I want to know everything about Superman. I want to know what his favorite food is. I want to know what his favorite football team is. And Clark starts, he raises his hand and starts to answer the question of what Superman's favorite football team is before everybody interrupts him to ask more questions. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, Clark. So I love the thing of Batman just being sloppy as fuck in this moment and being like, get away from my, just get your hands off my woman, motherfucker. And it's just like, yeah, it's incredible. So uh, Alberto Falcone eats shit. He gets shot and thrown overboard and into the motor and just, he super dies that's
1: the end of the movie that's the thing like (laughs) i kind of want you to leave that long pause in because Uh, uh listen that's the end of part one it's we get you know voldemort pulling the fucking elder wand out of the coffin it's just it's over
0: yeah that's fucking it i
1: i know that there's a really cool wraparound cover because I've seen the pictures of it. The mm-hmm. The cover for volume for part one matches the cover for part two and it's got, like, the pumpkins rotting and, like, you know, half of the face is Two-Face and the other half is Harvey Dent. Uh, Harvey Dent's on part one and Two-Face's mm-hmm. face is on part two and, like, there's mirror images and it's a really cool design. But, like... I would much rather have had a three-hour Batman animated feature mm-hmm. than Ooh. two hour and 25 minutes. So, or, like, maybe two... and Feature films are, like, two and a half to... In a quarter hours now. So why not Unfortunately. Just do one of them?
0: You know, that's the, you know, uh, as uh, Harvey Dent would say for the 28th time in a, uh, an animated film, I'm of two minds about it. <laughs> um, I mean, the thing is, cause I, on one hand, I totally agree because my, a thing I bitch about a lot, because like I, I, I work in publishing. A thing that drives me crazy is when you have like a 250 K novel, um, because it drives me crazy because I'm always like, you're telling me that that is one cohesive standalone story that works on its own and you needed 250k to tell that story. Um, so I, I know that I, I, I'm of two minds about it We're on one level, I'm like, yes, do a three hour thing, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna level with you. If today, when I sat down to watch Batman Long Halloween and saw that three hour runtime, I think the, the um, I would have Yoda, I would have Yoda force ghosted out of my body like <laughs> 10 minutes in. It would have been like, wait a minute, you're fucking kidding me. Three hours of this? Okay,
1: so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Are you going to drive down to your local big box retailer <laughs> and buy Batman the Long Halloween Part 2 when it comes out? Whenever it comes out, we're we're doing terrible publicity for these movies.
0: Yeah, completely. Did
1: you get such a cliffhanger ending that you're like, I cannot wait! I'm gonna be jazzed until the next one comes out, and I'm going to plop my hard-earned money down to continue watching this. You know what? Are you good? Are you good not to see the second
0: one? You've convinced me. Actually,
1: (laughs) you're totally right.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three hours would have been ideal. Now, there's also, um, another thing with, like, movies being two and a half hours. I'm gonna level with you. I hate that shit. I hate that shit. Like, no, a, a, a movie that is not, like, Schindler's List should not be longer than, like, Star Wars A New Hope. Um... And I, it's, it's a weird thing to me because now... And I'm thinking about this because I just watched the James A. Janisse uh, kill count video for uh, Jurassic World, which is like two and a half hours or whatever. And there's a bit in that movie where uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character, while introducing uh, Verizon Wireless Presents in Dominus Rex, Jesus Christ, I hate that movie. Um, it does this thing where it's like, man, people people aren't excited or impressed by dinosaurs anymore. They want bigger and better. They want more bang for their buck, which is which is what, like... Hollywood movies pretend audiences demand from a movie that we need it to be two and a half hours or we don't like it. Like there's this belief that our bladders have evolved in the past (laughs) 20 years. Yeah. Like, do you think my bladder has abs on it and I can just manage to, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like give me a tight 92 hours if you're nasty and, or, or, or go home. Um, now, Quincy, do you think, and I'm, I'm, I'm asking this seriously, do you think that they could have taken part one, which we have watched every, every minute of, and part two, and smashed them up into a two-hour movie, cut out all the dross, trim the fat, and give us a two-hour long Halloween movie?
1: I have not. I have not seen the second one. I have not read the comic. I legitimately... I didn't even read the Wikipedia. I don't know (laughs) who the killer is. I don't know the ending of this movie. Mm -hmm. But I'm convinced that they could trim out this movie and make it one film.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm going to make a guess, having never read the comic and without having seen part two, I'm going to guess that the killer holiday was Harvey Dent pre-Two-Face and was just going around killing people before it was revealed that Two-Face was a naughty boy who wanted to kill people.
1: I am worried that because I know Batman comics that it's literally just a random dude. (laughs) It is the... It's Johnny Calendar. It's the orangutan with the the straight razor.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's murders in the Gotham Morgue. Like, it's... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's... Honestly, the the thing is that the killer, there's no cliffhanger at the end of part one because it's just like, all right, the little nebbish kid got turned into fish food. Um, well, thanks, thanks for coming out, folks. And that's the movie. Like, I don't, there are no questions left open by part one of Batman Long Halloween that I care to have answered. So yeah, so all right, ha, ah, goddamn. So looking at our list, Um, At number 381, we have Batman Gotham by Gaslight, which, as you know, is the what if Batman squared up with Jack the Ripper in Victorian London and also just sucks shit. Um, This is infinitely better than that. So much better than that. Like, I mean, this movie and that movie are like a muscly handshake meme over really doesn't like women. Uh, But I, I think that this at least has a level of like jensen ackles kills it as batman there's some interesting stuff in it like nobody was nobody was phoning it in in a way that i really really like and also like that fight scene with the hong kong like mafia really fucking cool
1: yeah it's very good it also has a little bit of a nod to um exploitation film but oh yeah not in a, a bad way
0: well yeah, I mean, well and and this was my beef with season 2 of uh Marvel's Daredevil. Um which was I really liked that first season and then season 2, halfway through it, I Quincy, I should never be yelling, oh, "I'm not fucking ninjas again." Like when when ninjas show up to 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 fuck shit up, I should be giggling and clapping like a child. Um and this fight scene is just perfect. Like it's just like, yeah, the fight scene happens and then everything that happens after it is kind of boring.
1: Except for Solomon
0: Grundy. Except for Solomon Grundy, who is my beautiful son, and I uh, wish him well living in the sewers. Uh, <laughs> scrolling up the list a little bit, uh, Quincy, at number 365, we have Deep Blue C 2. Uh, which do we think is better? Deep Blue C 2, which unfortunately does not have the LL Cool J tie-in wrap, or uh, Batman The Long Halloween?
1: Now, Deep Blue C 2... Does not have a tie-in wrap, but it does use baby sharks as piranhas. <laughs> that
0: is true. This is the same logic as whatever stretch a baby nipple over a gun. It's basically a silencer is like, like it's like ten year old logic of like eh, baby sharks. They're kind of like they're kind of like uh, big piranhas, right? Um, and like Deep Blue Sea Two, it, it has a plot that I can actually. I mean. Okay, not care about, but follow and go, huh, okay, in a way that Batman Long Halloween is just doing nothing for me.
1: Also, Deep Blue Sea 2, not uh, a movie that feels 18 years long.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, Deep Blue Sea 2 is like a tight 90 that respects my time and goes, hello, hello. Thank you for renting Deep Blue Sea 2 from Captain Video and Tanning. Thank you for showing up. Here's our shark movie. And then finishes up and goes, all right, thanks. Have a good night. Uh, Where this, like, yeah, what are we doing? Um,
1: At number 370, we have The Crow Wicked
0: Prayer. (sighs) Oh, oh, oh. actually, though, you know what? The Crow Wicked Prayer, which for a moment I thought was The Crow City of Angels, which is unforgivable, The Crow Wicked Prayer at least has two things, and it's David Boreanaz doing uh, uh, the most as the main bad guy, and Dennis Hopper as a pimp, um, yelling things like, so what's it going to be, homie? You want to be Satan or what? Uh, Which is just fucking outstanding. So I feel like I want to give the edge to the Crow Wicked Prayer, but what do you think?
1: No, I think that's fair. Uh, now underneath that is Anaconda, which <laughs> I cannot in good conscience put this film uh Batman
0: above. Agree. Anaconda. Completely agree. Because Anaconda features uh John Voigt uh getting half devoured by a giant snake, getting spat out, and then winking at the protagonist, which is just the coolest energy of any of any villain. Um, right below Anaconda, though, is Are We Not Cats, which is a wonderful, gross-out uh, horror romance about Trichotillomania. Um, but honestly, Friday Night Test? Uh, I'm going with Batman The Long Halloween over Are We Not Cats.
1: Yeah, Are We Not Cats is definitely the director's first film, mm. because you can see a sort of... Oh shit! I got to put all of my ideas in this because I might not get production (laughs) money. Because the the, Mm -hmm. Are We Not Cats is two different. It is a short film tacked on to what is supposed to be a feature film. It's a it's a short film stretched to feature length because the director's like, oh no, I've got these three ideas, and I can kind of fit them together.
0: You're absolutely right. Yeah, like, it's 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 a lot of little ideas that don't quite, it's less than the sum of its parts, but does at least feature a Trickabazor uh, disco ball, so that's fun. But, I, yeah, you're totally right. Like, it, it doesn't manage to pull it all together into a, into a cohesive thing where uh, Batman The Long Halloween, it might be dull in places, but at least it knows what it's about from beginning to end in a way that, yeah, I feel like I would feel really good about that. Um, so yeah, so coming in uh, at our new number 372, uh, above, are we not cats and below Anaconda, uh, is Batman, the long Halloween. And this is, uh, part you know, one. part, part one, uh, Quincy, do you think we're going to do part two? Um, I,
1: who knows what the future <laughs> holds. We did promise all of our wonderful listeners that we're going to rank every horror movie (laughs) that ever made.
0: That is true. Maybe it'll just be that we're 85 fucking years old when we decide, like, do you want to get around (laughs) to Batman the long Halloween part two? Um, And yeah, I mean, this is one of a few Batman properties we've done. We've done that fan film, Batman dead end, which was what if Batman fought predator and alien? We've done Batman Gotham by gaslight. We only do bottom tier Batman horror adjacent adaptations on this podcast. So at least we have a guiding principle for the Batman's we're, the Batman we're, we're going to be doing on wreck uh, on and file. But yeah, so 372. Uh, Quincy, where can our listeners find us on the internet?
1: The best place for our listeners to start is our podcast network page that's Faustiannonsense.com. There they can find the episode feed. They can find a link to our discord. Which is a very vibrant community with a lot of inside jokes. Don't let it scare you away. Uh, Even I have power through. (laughs) Even I, who am a creator of this show, did not understand our own <laughs> show's Discord until I like dipped my toes in, and now I think I'm getting the hang of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is also we're olds, so it's very sort of like, <laughs> oh fuck, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm down with memes. I like, yeah, I like these new memes. Uh, so yeah, so go check us out on Faustian Nonsense. Uh, we got a Patreon, chock full of content. Um, we are on just about uh, every streaming service uh, you might want to uh, listen to us on, guys. If you enjoy us talking about uh, Batman and also horror movies, uh, you're going to want to, please, guys, head over to iTunes. uh, Consider giving us a five-star review. Um, We love everybody uh, who listens to the show, and and we love doing the show. Thank you for doing it. Uh, And, uh, And yeah, consider...
1: reviewing isn't your bag, if you don't use iTunes and your podcast app of choice doesn't have a review feature, just word of mouth can be helpful for us.
0: Yeah, tell a buddy. Tell a friend. Uh, I've... Been made aware that apparently a lot of our listeners who are uh, Lyft and Uber drivers love listening to us while they drive around uh, major metropolitan areas. So if you can uh, uh, torment your passengers with us talking about uh, condom, nipple, gun, penises, uh, <laughs> yeah, listen, we we listen, we we aim to please. Uh, but that is uh, about all I've got. You got anything else?
1: Stay spooky. Later, folks.